If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Welcome back to our part two sit down with the one, the only Miss Renee Graziano. And if you haven't heard part one, check it out. We cover it all. We talk about the beginning of Mob Wives, the filming of Mob Wives, co-stars Karen, Dorita, Carla, Big Ange, everything else, the end of Mob Wives. Will there ever be a reboot? We cover it all. We talk about Renee's recovery. Everyone, and now part two, we continue that conversation. You can listen to this conversation, but don't you want to hear part one first? It will make so much more sense. And now we continue our conversation with the one and only Miss Mob Wives, Renee Graziano. Do you, as part of your recovery, like, and did you, did someone say, go back and watch all the episodes? Like, did you, I mean, can you watch them? Do you cringe? They told me never to watch it again. Really? They told me never to watch it again. Because I, there's times that I hear clips and I get sick. Literally, I get like knots in my stomach. And I'm like, <gasps> especially when it's when I was medicated. That right there makes me want to medicate again. And that is not good. And I would never do that to myself. Like I've come way too far to go back to the girl that has to medicate herself to medicate herself from her medication. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to that the whole Vegas, Vegas itself, that was a really, really um that was a really sad time in my life. A really sad time. Almost something bad could have really happened to me. Um uh yeah, people weren't very educated around me on how to take care of a person like I was on Xanax, cocaine, you know what I mean? I, I'm not a drinker. I don't like alcohol, never did. Um, I grew up speak just being blunt and, and being me, cocaine and champagne. And it was just partying. It wasn't using, it was partying. And then um, after I, I was sexually assaulted um, as an adult, uh, at 37 years old by a predator um, in a hospital, the doctors prescribed me like Xanax because I lost it. I lost it. My whole family was in jail. I had nobody to protect me. And I lost my mind because it was something that I feared from a very young age. And then it happened to me at 37. So I didn't start even taking, I never took a pill until I was in my late, almost 40 years old. And once I did that and the doctors medicated me, I was like, oh, this is the relief. Oh, okay. I like this relief until it wasn't relieving. I was gone. Like I was so, I don't think like, you know, I was prescribed the very high dosage for a person that never took a pill and and they made the mistake right there, but it, they made that mistake, I guess, in ways 
<laughs> my father's doctors just shut her up. Medicaid her. That's not that's horrible that, that people do that to people. You know what I mean? Like instead of saying, let her work through this or you know, let's medicate her a little bit to take the edge off. They wanted me to be completely unable to think. Um, no, I can't say that because then I would have to hold them fully responsible and say that they knew exactly what they were doing. I, I, I'd love to believe that nobody would ever do that to another human. But I think they the they they didn't know what to do with me. It was it was a whole bunch of emotion. Something was taken from me. Something was taken from me. That like and and as a woman, that's not supposed to be taken. It's supposed to be given at the right time in your life. So to have somebody take that away from me and being out here alone and a single mom, um, that put me that put me over the edge. And then to watch that play out on mob wives. Because again, you don't know why me and Carla had the fight. You don't know the backstory behind it. We were fighting, but her boyfriend was very disrespectful. With, it's not her boyfriend by any means. He, with his hands. It sent me, I had to go back to therapy. I was doing really well. And that triggered my trauma, which that was it. Like it started in the beginning of Mob Lives, the trauma. And you had like really dark days that you thought maybe you would take things like take your own life no 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 so su suicide is is not i'm catholic so to me you, you can't go to heaven so suicide wasn't something like i said okay today i'm gonna kill myself you know what i mean i might have said it but i never meant like you know what i mean i'm gonna well, everybody's i'm gonna kill myself when your, your kids are running after you it wasn't something like i'm going to commit suicide no absolutely not but i didn't care if i lived so that's the, the very scary line. And that's where I, I actually cross. And I have, there's a couple of D's in my story. And there's, a, it, it's sad. It's sad. But now I'm, you know, doing another TV show that, um, that one is, is called um, My Fairy Mob Mother. And that one, I get to help people. I get to, it makes me emotional. I get to do what someone did to me. And treatment and help people find jobs and help people just turn their life around. And what, what was, yeah, like, I let the cat out of the bag before I was supposed to just now. <laughs> I was just going to say before like, everything was completely signed. <laughs> where yeah. is my fairy yeah. mom mother? Like, is that what, do we know a okay. network? Like what's, tell me about this. No, Dialing I'm going to be taking care of now as we speak we're setting schedules and stuff like that but this is something i came up with years ago like people would always be like oh my god my godmother I'm, I'm your mob mother like you know your fairy mob mother so i'm like wait a second i can make things happen i can make things happen let me make things happen that are good for people so being in treatment and, and meeting all these people that owned all these treatments. And I'm like, I want to save somebody's life. Somebody saved mine. Many people saved mine, not just one. And I didn't go to treatment just one time. I went to treatment a bunch of times, but I want to give somebody that opportunity to clear their head. Now you have to want to save yourself. And I know that because I didn't want to. So that's why I went kicking and screaming with a smile. I was kicking and screaming on the inside. I, I put myself in treatment. I put myself in treatment. Like my, 
the first time my sister suggested it. And after that, I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And then my son was like, if you don't go, I'm not speaking to you. And then at the very end, the last couple times I was, I knew I had no choice but to go. What? I mean, I know you had the, what was it though? Cause like, I know you had the DUI, like where you crashed your car. Like, what was that? The final straw? Like, what was that moment? So I can actually send you that paperwork that I was never charged and there is no DUI. Oh, sorry. There is no DUI. They, that, no, 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 no. Um, they just, we, I, that just ended maybe a couple of months ago. I just got all the paperwork back from the DA. I was never charged with a DUI. What happened was I was driving into Staten Island. I was coming around to Ben. I was, I was going somewhere where I wasn't going to be okay. I didn't get there yet. So there was no DUI. And I can tell you that my Adderall was in the car. I'm prescribed Adderall. Okay. Yeah. I'm prescribed a very small dosage of it. Very small dosage of it, which actually helped me come off all of the other med- medication that they had me on. So all those antidepressants, all those other drugs they had me on, that Adderall actually helped me clear my head. I don't take it today. I don't take anything right now, um, which I don't know how long that's going to last because f- four grandkids, <laughs> four grandkids, they're going to have to medicate me. <laughs> um so the DUI was January 4th. I was going through a horrible uh, breakup at the time. I had met somebody. I just started dating. Uh, he was a con man, like a like a con man, a real con man. Like I'll date cons, but not con men. You know what I mean? And I make those jokes, but we were arguing on the phone. I came around at Ben. It was black ice. And that was it. All I can tell you is I remember every airbag in my face. I was alone on the road. I can tell you that I remember something telling me to get out of the car. I don't know what got me out of the car. It wasn't people. Nobody was there. I got myself out of that car. I didn't get myself. That was my father, like everyone in heaven that got me out of that car. Because if I showed you pictures of what that car looked like on the top, it was crutch. I'll admit it. As important it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Microdosing. I mean, 
I never thought I would be someone who was saying, hello, I've kind of seen the light. I told you guys a few weeks ago, I just moved into my new summer house and I've been unpacking and I've been so stressed out. And I never thought I would turn to, I'm just, I've never really been into the gummy culture, to be honest with you, but I just need a little something to take the edge off. And that's when a good friend told me to try microdose gummies. What I love about microdose gummies is they have all different doses. So they actually have entry-level doses of THC that personally help me feel just the right amount of relaxed. I don't need anything more than an entry-level dose. And for me personally, it helps me focus on the moment. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about all the other things I need to do on this new place. Just helps me chill out. But I have friends that also use microdose gummies for sleep, pain, even workout and recovery. There's so many uses. So listen, Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code VELVETROPE to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com, code VELVETROPE for 30% off. It was So I think it was that point in my life. I went away February 4th, a month later. Um, and, and I made a decision to just work at it, work at it, work at it. So from February till July, I had sobriety. Then I messed up like a couple of days in July and it's been since August, I, I, September, October, November, December, January, six months, over a little, um, almost seven months. Wow. That's really good. Yeah, for me, that's really, really good. I've gotten like 11 months, and like almost a year, but never like the year. What advice? Because, you know, you say you'll date a con, but not the con man. I get it. Like, you know, we have like, I don't know if you follow like, you know, Jen Shaw from like Salt Lake City Housewives. Like she's sentenced now as you're, as you're holding your mouth, right? Like that's. Everyone. What? I'm watching what they, what's happening to women, like Chrisley's. What's going on here? Why? 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 Like it's pay taxes, pay taxes. I I don't. Mm, mm. Okay, finish finish the question. I'm sorry, I jumped in because that that to me is like. Well, I was going to say, like, are you shocked about like a Jen Shaw or like the Chrisleys and like the sentences? They got like 12 years and she got nine years. Both Chrisleys, Jen Shaw got six and a half. And like being someone who knows the jail system, like what advice do you have? Like as like a Jen Shaw heads to jail. Um, make friends, not enemies. Um, make friends like me. <laughs> You can call home and make sure that you're good over there. Um, you know, and that had, you know, one of the housewives, we won't say, one of the housewives that had to go away, a friend of mine was there when she got there. And she was like, I'm friends with Renee. And the next thing you know, we're on the phone. And that's how her and I actually became friends. Teresa. The one from New Jersey. Yeah, I know I did. I, I feel even bad to even bring that up at, because I don't. She knows she went. I know she went. America knows she went. But I don't have to make that part of the conversation. She's a she's a really nice person. We worked together recently on um, Justina Valentine's move. She, I, I I like Teresa a lot. She's feisty and she got heart and soul. And and that's the advice I'd give. Never lose never lose sight of the light. 
because you're coming home and you're you're gonna be with your family and you fight. You 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 are you know. Listen, there is no cakewalk in jail. There's no cakewalk in life outside of jail. So if you're not, if if it ain't easy on the inside, on the outside, what makes you think it's going to be easy on the inside? There is no easy anymore. Um, but don't be somebody you're not neither. Like, you know, I'm who I am and I wouldn't change that part of me. But I also don't know the inside of jail. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I personally don't know it. I know what it is for my father to go away. I know what it is to have all my friends go away. But for a woman and you're leaving your kids, I don't know. Pray. Like, I'm very big with God. So, and I've always been way before recovery all my life. I've like, God is like my, my dude. You know what I mean? Like, that's who I, I have to go to him to, to, to figure things out because he's not one of confusion. You know what I mean? Everything he gives you is for a reason. I don't know what everybody's reason is for 12 years and nine years, but um, according to the government, it's money. You know what I mean? Um, Which we should be focused on helping our children so they don't go to jail and get nine years and 12 years and educate them and don't sign papers and make sure you have the proper attorney and never listen to your husband. Never sign what your husband tells you to, ever. Uh, yes, I think that's all good advice. And like, I guess, like you said, like, just keep in light that there is an end, whether it's six and a half years later, just remember you're coming home at some point. That I that that broke my heart when I read like the Chris Lee's engine. So Jen and I are in the same, we have the same management company in California, CGEM. So I had just signed on to them when I was watching like all the news and I was like they're smacking women with 10 years 12 years I'm like what did they do because I was watching them on TV and I didn't see nothing you know so it's sad I feel I feel really bad um I don't know Jen I never met her um uh, she, I, I love to write. Like I'm a, I like, that was like a big thing with me. Like anybody needs a card and a letter. I'm always there. I'm a supportive person of anybody that has to be incarcerated, you know, like it's been many, many years since I wrote a letter because when my dad came home, the last bid, um, I vowed that was it for me. I would stay away from anything to do with that because now I got grandkids and my, you know, my dating choices are different, you know, um, but no one's above it. I mean, look, look, reality TV, like it used to be criminals that we were known criminals. Now it's reality stars. Now it's like, and I'm not going to say people aren't guilty. We're, we're No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about anybody in my family has signed on and said they were guilty. My father copped all his pleas. I'm talking about my family only copped pleas. And they admitted to their guilt and they took their time. You know what I mean? So you have to know you did something wrong in order to to take the time. Because you're not fighting the case where you know, I definitely didn't do that. You're taking that bid because there's something wrong and you want to make right. You want to make right of it. Um, My advice, just stay away from anything and anyone that isn't going to make your life a better place or a happy place, or you get to see flowers grow. 
you know, you don't have to be locked in. You... What what was it like working with Teresa on Forget About It Christmas? Oh my God. Okay. So we had met uh, years ago. We did um, Watch What Happens Live, right? Yeah. Andy, Watch What Happens Live. That's the first time we met. And they had us, like, we played a, a, this game. I had to guess the food that she was describing. Like, like the pyramid... And we we were like high five and we were so good at it. And I just, I just, she was charming as a person, just a charming human. And then so many years later, I, I saw the script and I'm like, oh my God, I get to work with Teresa. And it was love from the second that I saw her again. It was warm welcomes. We had jokes because the whole joke with my fairy mob mother came out then. So the show already had the paperwork going on and I was working with this team. And then um, we were on set and the line was, it's my um, Guidette Godmothers. I said, I ain't no Guidette Godmother. I'm your fairy mob mother. And that was the second I was like, this is it. This is it. And that was over, that was a year, oh, you know, over a year ago um, when we filmed that. And I was like, this, this is exactly it because I'm, doing exactly what I said. I'm making your dreams. I'm doing something. I'm making it happen for you. Granted, I was bringing Christmas trees and it was a movie, but I was still making it happen. <laughs> and listen, I see similarities like, you know, like, right, Teresa went away and like she's still surviving. Like you are a survivor. Like I see similarities between you two, you know, like you take your licks and you move on in life, right? Like, you know, you survive. She's, she's, she's tough. And, and I, she, um, I have a tremendous respect for Teresa. I I have respect for her children uh, to to watch them grow and go through. Like, they grew. Like, that's growth. No, they don't even understand at this age what that did for them as, like, with parents. You never know. Because you're not saying, oh, like, jail's going to teach me a lesson in, in parenting. Oh, it's going to teach you many lessons. Many, many lessons, lessons you, you don't want to learn, but you're going to learn and you will be able to educate your children and you'll be able to say, maybe this isn't the guy you should date. Unlike my family was like, yeah, go out with that guy over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Date that guy's son. No, no, don't. <laughs> Well, speaking about dating, what is going on, Renee? I mean, I know you are a glamma, grandma. You're going to be a four now. You have a live show coming up on the 17th in Rhode Island, which I, I might be in Rhode Island that night. So if I am, I'm coming, by the way. On stage. I, I, on stage have a, with me. I have a sister that lives in Rhode Island. And I was going to go one weekend. And then I saw this. I'm like, I really should just come up that weekend. I've never been there before. Come. It's we'll cute. Is it? Yeah, it's cute in Rhode Island. It's quiet, but it's cute. Well, they they they're they're quiet town, and they're bringing me in. You're gonna answer. They, I, mean, I don't gonna, know. It's gonna be a good night. I'm excited. I'm really excited as far as dating goes. Um, I think that's something that I would keep more private. This at this point in my life, I'm not dating. Um, but I think it's something, you know. I would keep more private because it's something that has to be protected and respected. Um, you know, and in order for it to be protected, you have to respect it. 
And not everybody is built for television. And not everybody wants their, their shit out on TV. Ooh, I cursed. Sorry. You're allowed um, to curse here. You can curse. I've eaten a whole hour without saying fucking shit. I have the worst <laughs> mouth. You have no idea. I'm like, I people leave comments that like, they're not going to listen to me anymore because of my mouth. And I'm like, you shouldn't like there's, this isn't going to change at this point in my life. There's nothing I can do about it. I I'm so proud of myself. You did make did it. Like, yeah, you I'm made it very far. Yeah. I'm a cursor. I said, bitch one time, but I'm a cursor. Like it just makes everything sound better. Like, I kind of oh, I, I think so. You look fucking good. Like, yeah. But dating is 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 not uh priority, not um necessary, definitely. I wanna I wanna fall in love. I wanna be in love. I want a family. I wanna I want a grandpa to my grandma. I want that. But it's just it's not the right time. Maybe in Rhode Island, Renee. I doubt it. it's quiet town. And I got to drive four hours. I ain't driving to see nobody. You ain't coming to see me. You ain't seeing me anymore. Yeah, there's a, there's a new Renee on deck. There's a new Renee on deck. The the Renee that would go on all those visits. I, I'm good. I'm going to be alone right now. I you like know. that. I, I, I like that. Right. I mean, some people never get there, right. Where you realize like, if someone's not increasing the value of your life, why are they in it? Sometimes, listen, it's true. Like a season, a reason or a lifetime. Sometimes you're like, I wish you the absolute best of luck in life as a friend. You know, it's friends too. You're just like, I, this isn't working for me anymore, but good luck. But this does not enhance my life. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I like, you know, it's funny. I always say some for a reason, some for a season and stuff. I always say that. And um, the ex-husband is for a lifetime. <laughs> so you don't have to have two of them if you got one of them. No, I just want to, I, I want something that's positive and healthy. And um, I could be toxic. I can admit that today. I could be very toxic because I'm verbal. Um, cause I can't fight you. And if you hurt me, I gotta, I, that's the only way I could fight you. You know, we've seen that on mob wives because I'm not, a, I'm not like the tough girls punch you in the face. I'm going to verbally do it. Um, but I think for me, um, it's time, to, I got to find the peace again, coming back to New York after being in Florida for five months, disrupted my peace. I gotta go back to the peace. You're and ready I, to go back. Yeah, and I'm actually here for like another two weeks. And then we just found out today that my daughter's C-section, my daughter-in-law's C-section is the seventh. I have to leave New York, I have to leave New York, go back to Florida and come right back for the babies to be born. So I'm the, I, I, yeah, the babies, that's the priority and they're girls. And God is really doing to me um, something I wish he wouldn't have, giving me three granddaughters and one grandson, like, why are you giving me granddaughters? What what possessed you to give me girls? But maybe everything I just said about family being in jail and everything, maybe it's my turn to teach the girls. They can be part of the fairy mob mother program in many years. Yes. Uh, listen, that 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 is very uh, personal. And I just hope that one person, I could do something special for one person you know, help somebody along the way and just, um, just find them a, a place of 
safety. You know, I'm sorry. Now I, I, I got phones ringing. I, I think somebody left their phone in the house. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I was going to say, what what would happen? I mean, I know you're in Florida, but now you are back in New York. You know, you say punching, you you don't punch people in the face, but that does make me think of Drita. What would you say if you did run into Drita? You know, she didn't accept your apology. What would you say to her? Absolutely nothing. There's nothing more to say. That's it. I I did what I had to do. I um I made the apology that I had to make. Um you don't have to be my friend. I don't, I don't have any ill will. I don't have, there's no ugliness. It's just that we're done. You know what I mean? Like she has daughters. She has, you know, I don't, I don't hate. I just, we're done. Um, And I wish everybody a life of health and wealth and happiness. I don't, doesn't matter if I like you or not. I still wish it for you because I have, that's what I want for myself. So you can't get it for yourself unless you're giving it to somebody else. That's true. Yeah. I probably would flip my hair. If I saw her, I'd flip my hair. And just keep walking. Pulled me down to the floor. And she'd probably give me a beating. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You'll be like, I'm going to go to the other side of the street now. I'm not a fighter. No. What do you... You are a firecracker. What do you think people have just still so wrong about like the lifestyle, the word mob, the wise guys, as Big Ange would say, like, what do you think are all the misconceptions out there? There's so many movies made about it. We watch this show. Like, what that do you it's think? Really glamorous, it's a glamorous life. It's not. The only thing glamorous are the fur coats and the diamonds and, and the good food and the music. There's nothing glamorous about that. Nothing glamorous about taking your kids on a prison visit. Nothing glamorous about the prison guard having to check all body parts. Nothing glamorous about going to court and being in the news for something negative. Nothing glamorous. It's still who I am, who I was born. I'm born my father's daughter. Do you know what I mean? I didn't have that choice. But I would not suggest or choose that for somebody, you know. Yeah, definitely. No. When did you realize, because like, it's your norm, like, I think it's similar. I always say it's similar, like your life in a sense to like being the child of a celebrity. Like at some point, you realize what my parents do, my father in your situation is different than, you know, most of the neighbors, like, but it's your norm. But like, when did you realize, like, when you were young, like, this isn't really what the neighbors do for a living? <laughs> Um, so I always say, you know, all the kids in the neighborhood, their fathers work nine to five and mine worked five to nine. Um, I, I knew I was different when I had a fur coat and a diamond plate at like seven. I didn't understand what was at, what my life was until I was about 16, 17. Then I kind of started to hear things and figure it out. And I'm like, I'm going to run with this. It's worked for me. It's all I knew. My and my little sister, who's the producer and the uh, creator, she went to NYU. NYU graduate 4.0, all that stuff. Total up, op- polar opposites. I'm in front of the camera. She's behind the camera. Total opposites. Were you ever scared, like growing up, or was it the opposite? Was it like no one's going to mess with me? I have access to everything. Or was it a little bit of both? It was. You weren't. We didn't. Even, my father never even for the. We never had to feel scared. I didn't know what it was to feel scared because I had my father. 
So I didn't know scariness. I listen, I didn't see anything. Growing up, we read the newspapers. We knew people were getting killed. I didn't know my father was even involved at that particular point, but I knew something, but I didn't. How can I explain? So it, it was like, you know, these battles with these different families that they have, whatever. So he didn't belong to that one. So I guess they were in trouble. Like, I, that's the way we thought, I guess. But he never, you know, work never came home and he never, never gave us a reason to feel scared. And look at I'm mean, like look at I'm just like hanging on every word. I find it very interesting. Why do you think like people are like me? Like there is this people there's like married to the mob, the Godfather, a mob where like people are just can't get enough sometimes because it, it's it's taboo. It's like uh, when people want to know, you want to experience something. You can't experience the mafia unless you come from it. Okay, because you, yeah, I mean. Nowadays, they let anybody in any any door. But back in the day, it was a whole, it was like this secret society. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what secret society you belong to. It's still something that people are fascinated. Look at the way the people act over when you get the Illuminati. You know what I mean? It's a secret society and everybody wants to learn about it. But the mob had the fashion. The food, the women, the furs, the diamonds, like the cars. That's what they grew up on seeing it. It was you saw that this other world that they speak of, um, you know, that I I read like because I'm into my hip hop and I'm like paying attention. I'm like, so what's this Illuminati thing? Is it a club? (laughs) You know what I mean? And, you know, I read that and I'm fascinated with with the ways they have to get into certain clubs. You know what I mean? But there has to be some truth to any story that people tell. You know what I mean? There has to the boys club. We we know these these clubs exist. You know what I mean? I just think the mobs club was probably the coolest. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. What, what about because you are a grandma? You say grandma. You know, I look at your Instagram and I see one picture. I see a shower being fogged up. I see another one. I mean, it didn't look like you had any underwear on. I mean, this is coming from a gay man, and I was getting turned on. Have you ever thought of doing? Have you ever thought of doing OnlyFans? Okay, so those pictures were actually done like uh, two years ago. But the one with the shower, the tattoo on my finger says. That's what that that was about. And that's something I, that was like my idea. You know, I always, I, I never felt sexy or pretty. I was bullied. So I was told I was ugly. I had a flat ass. I had, so, you know, I got my ass done. I got this, you know, my ass and my nose, those were done. Everything else is really mine. The boobs are mine. They've been reduced like four times now. They just keep growing. I think my boobs were my ass. So OnlyFans, no, 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 no. I I just, I think it's, I I just, I'm 53. I want to be sexy. I want to be attractive still. Um, So that's why I did that. And I was, and I had lost a lot of weight too. I mean, but don't get me wrong. I'll say it right here live. I'm edited. I will always be an edited person. You have to edit me to begin with. You know what I mean? but I like these apps that make your skin look so it's like dry. I like I'm a I'm an Italian. I'm a, I'm a grease bowl. I'm never I'm never matte on my face. You know what I mean? Like so 
I'm looking at all these apps. I'm like, wow, these girls. And then I start doing it and everybody's like, you overdid it. You overdid it. Take that one down. They're like, that is definitely not your ass. I'm like, well, most of it is. We just had to like round out a dimple or two. You know what I mean? But so what? If you feel good about yourself, do it. That's I'm 53. What... I don't have a stitch of makeup on today. Not a stitch of makeup on. I look good. So if anybody that says, oh, she's so edited, she's so edited. Okay, yeah, look. That's how edited I actually am. I love people that come on without makeup. There's few and far between, but I love it. I think, you know, I had said to Joe today, I was like, oh, yesterday, I was like, Joe, is it okay? Like, I'm going to be really casual. I had left all my clothes back at my son's house. I was at the hotel. Listen, I had to do the walk of shame out of the hotel in my, my dress from last night. And they all looked at me and I looked like a hooker. And I was so embarrassed. I'm going, no, I had to work last night. Oh, no, not that type of work. I had an event. So um, I said, I got to do it without makeup. Trying to make like, you know, all the wrinkles go away. So my eyes are still really healing. I'll send you a picture on the side. You'll be like, um, why would you let anybody ever see that? I had a bad reaction to it. It's never happened in the history of the company. My eyes like sealed shut. It was really bad. Oh but God. it's only been a week. And it, it's now it's maybe like 10 days. And I'm, st- I don't want to wear makeup. Listen, there are days where I look at myself in the Zoom and I'm like, today, today's a good day. I'm happy with what I'm looking at. But I have days where yeah. I'm just like, oh God, David, pull it together. That was me yesterday while we were filming. I couldn't pull it together. I pulled up my, my girlfriend's daughter who does my makeup and I was sitting on the floor in the shower. God, I can't pull it together. I can't do my makeup. I couldn't wash my hair. I was like, my hair is oily. She's like, just get here. And you, you'll you see it like when it, when it does that. I was a mess. I think that's okay. Some days I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm like feeling myself today. And other days I'm just like, man, like, oh, like, girl, pull your shit together. Like people are looking at you, like at least make an effort here. Yeah, Me. like the effort is you show up. Yeah. You show up. Oh, I know you weren't talking about okay. me. I don't care if you were anywhere. I'd be, like, <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? He's absolutely. I'm like, I up. just want to clarify. I was talking about myself, <laughs> not you. Right. Um. Well, listen, I, I will DM you because I thought if I'm in there, I really will come to this thing. We'll that like would have... be amazing. I would love to have you on the stage with me too. Okay. I, I, I will come up. You'll check your DMs. Do yes, you... absolutely. Do you absolutely. do that? Do you do that? I know you don't use your iPhone. Do you know how to check your DMs? I don't know how to use the iPhone at all. I use the okay. Android, but I Worse. know how to check my my okay. DMs. I know how to go to my DMs. Some people have slid into my DMs. <laughs> I am sure they have. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? I know you're working on another book. You've already published. You've got a, you've got a lot going on, Renee. You, 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 yeah, you've... I I do. I have three books. Um, how to use a meat cleaver is the cookbook with my sisters. Playing with fire is my erotic novel. Grandma and Me on the Run is my children's book. Um, the title to the the fourth book, we can't talk about yet, but that's what I'm really focused on. I do want to move away from television. Um, and My Fairy Mob Mother isn't, is, is just, it's not me on TV like Mob Wives. You know what I mean? It's a different type of, whole different setting and, and a different type of reality, even if it would be reality, that's where we are right now. We don't know if we want that. Um, because it would be a fun scripted show if I, if I chose to 
make it about the things that I want and kind of make it a little bit more lighthearted. This there's, there's two options. Um, but in order for me to save a life, it have to be real. So that's yeah. where I'm stuck right now. That's where I'm stuck. I'm like, I want, like, I really want to do this, but it, it's, it's a lot, but we'll talk about that again. Um, writing the movie out, uh, signed with a new management company in California. Um, just, just trying to make, trying to make my grandkids life, um, a better place. Well, you seem in a very good place. So that's good, right? What more? I mean, that is the key, right? Internal peace is what we all really truly strive for. You look at Instagram, everyone looks happy. You watch reality TV. They're no better than the average person that's never going to be on TV. It's like, I think we as a society just get it wrong a lot of times, right? Like internal peace and happiness, which you either you cannot buy, you either figure figure it out or some people never do. And some people figure that out at 32. And some people, I don't think most people do. I think most people it takes to being in your fifties. I really do. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, it's like, you know, I, you know, cashed all the rapper and she's also on the BMF series for 50 cent. I was listening to an interview she did yesterday and she said, happiness, it was like money or happiness. And she had said, her happiness, but she's like, I'm already rich. I'm good. But she, she's a riot. I got that interview. She's a riot. I was going to say, I I want lots of money and happiness. Right. But those two don't usually happen. I don't, I don't, because you can't buy it. And how much money, like winning the lotto kind of money is you don't ever have to go to work and you can vacation for the rest of your life. And that's pretty happy, but happiness, you have to work to make that money. Who's paying you $5 million? I, I don't know. A lot of people are getting paid that nowadays. But who's getting that a year and then you're not going to work? That you, If you really think about it, what it costs to live. My son's got four kids. They're both working parents. How much happiness is there if your mom and dad aren't always home either? So it's, it's a question of everybody has to get their priorities straight. I agree. You want the money or the happiness? I'd rather have the small house, not too small, not, not too small, not too small. Okay, no, but in Staten Island, for half a million dollars, you're getting a stick. You know what I mean? But I'd rather be happy. I'd rather be happy. Well, you seem not happy. Broke. Not broke. We're not talking broke. We're talking. I, I, I don't really, and I don't even want to work. I want to retire. But I'm talking about to a place where I'm just comfortable. I can vacation a few times a year. I don't have to worry about my mortgage payment. I don't have to worry about a car payment. That kind of happy. I don't have to live above my means, you know. But my father's kind of wealth, what I saw growing up, I watched my father go to jail for 12 years. But what that was one of his bids. Two and a half, 12, three. I don't want that. Yeah. Nope. No, I, that's, you live within your means. I mean, that's how these people that we just mentioned, Jen Shaw and all them, that's why they're going to jail. I mean, I'm going to go simple. Google it. I'm going to, I don't, I don't like to Google. Um, obviously because it says things about me that I know for a fact aren't true. And then I have people that meet me and, and then they say things to me and I'm like, where'd you even eat? Like, so I don't like to Google. I like to meet people. However, I'm going to go read the whole case because I just, I read 12 years. You know what I mean? And to me, I'm like, oh, you're fucked. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter why you went. That's that's the sentence that I hear. 
You know what I yeah. mean? But uh, the Chrisleys I saw are a little bit more publicized. Um, I, it's it's Jenna, Jen's just happened. Chrisley yeah, before that, right? and Jen got she got six and a half years, which a lot of people thought was too lenient in the public eye. I have to read. You have to, I, read. I have to read. Well, because yeah, like yeah, that. I I don't watch that show all that much, but like I'm gonna have to start. Yeah. I'll fill you in when we meet. Absolutely. You can come back anytime. I will DM you. Where can everyone find you, though, that wants to follow you? Buy tickets to this event because you're going to be spilling the tea. All they have to do is go on my page, Renee Graziano. I'm just Renee Graziano. And I'm going to put the link up now that we spoke about it. I'm I'm a couple days behind because I have so many pictures that I still have to post. And I'm still filming. Today's my last day. So... This week coming up, there'll be all the information for everybody to follow. But it's Renee Graziano everywhere. I love it. And listen, I really appreciate this. I mean, this is my job. I'd be talking to you anyway. But every now and then there's somebody I'm actually really excited to talk to. So I'm not just telling you this. Like, I was really excited to talk to you today. Thank you. This has been a a great conversation. And just so regular. I am like a down... Yeah, that's like my style. I'm like, I don't want to cut do the stupid can questions. I just want to like get to know someone. I am like you because I've seen it all. Like I don't judge anyone by anything that's written anywhere about them. I like to when people are like, how's this person? How's this person? I base it on like our actual conversation. So thank you for being so wonderful also. And I really oh, might welcome. see you this month for real, like in like a all week. All right. Party. So, Rhode Island ain't ready. We'll have that's fun. Rhode Island ain't ready. Rhode Island ain't ready. And tell your team and everything. Thanks for sending this up. Tell tell Joe. Thank Most you. Most definitely will. I will. So, you're the best. Thank you. You're welcome. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear subscribe 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 on apple podcasts under behind the velvet rope and when you're done subscribing feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count we read each and every one of them we post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going and we really appreciate everything you guys say especially the positive ones And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.